Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Snugcast. This week for the first time we're coming out at Tully's Bar in Waterford. We've spoken about Tully's on the first episode of the Snugcast and it's a big favourite of ours. We've drank it many times since we started but this is our first time recording. Tonight, joined by some very special guests, some very regulars but some fucking belters of regulars. Joined, as ever, by my co-host Owen Tab on my right. On my left I've got at the Real Life Doctor on Instagram, Simon Cahoon. And I've got Big Dave Quinn sitting across to me. Fucking beautiful sight for any sore eyes. Coming here. Any sore eyes, yeah. Any sore eyes, Annie, yeah. That's <laughs> fucking. That's a sister. Come on. <laughs> Lads, they're pretty close, but I don't know about that. They're pretty close. <laughs> Do you remember that game of cards against humanity? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving swiftly along from that. Uh, we're here in Tully's, and like the fact that we've been recording this now, this is episode 15 of the Snowcast, and it's our first time recording in Tully's, just is a testament to the quality of bar in Waterford. Waterford is um, a gem of the southeast for drinking pubs, and do you know what? It's a... Uh, it's no wonder that we've um, been to so many fantastic bars and we're only coming to Tully's now even though it's one of our favourites in Waterford Owen she got a mention in the first episode amazing we're only coming here now ah fuck I actually love Tully's so much like the live music I think one of your first nights in Waterford I brought you uh, down to Tully's we did, yeah. that, we did that mini pub crawl around Waterford the mini, famous mini pub crawl it is now yeah. oh fuck that was amazing but uh, yeah I think we like Kind of ended up in Tully's like second, second, third last pub of that of that night, and brought in, and there was just like these three boys just like crooning, playing the banjo, everything like all like one of the boys had a, just a real Luke Kelly voice like on in the corner, and it was yeah, absolutely. You could tell he smoked since he was about ten years of age. Oh yeah, no, he was in, he was in school with me like he used to go for fags after like he, each class. Like, he looks like Luke Kelly as well. He looks like he? Luke Kelly as well. Yeah. You went to school with R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's dodgy territory. We don't want to have to send this on to the lawyers. But uh, yeah, uh, Tully's Bar, first time here. Absolutely fucking love it. Some quality bars are in Waterford. We're yet to get to the beer keeper, a new bar that is uh, previously the Thirsty Scholar, which you would have heard us speaking about on um, on the first episode as well. So we're, we're hoping to get to the beer keeper next week, actually, um, if, if all goes to plan. Um, we're recording this Thursday, 29th of November. Uh, this episode is coming out on Monday, the 3rd of November. Uh, episode 10 of the Snowcast on our Holly Baps was recorded with Sonia Nurwan. It's her birthday on Monday when this is coming out. So, Sonia, happy birthday, girl. Have a good one. I'll see you for a bit of dinner on Tuesday and we'll have a few drinks next week at some stage, no doubt. Happy birthday, son. Happy birthday. Fucking gem of a girl, that one. Uh, Sounds better lunchtime today. She was a uh, flying form. Oh yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, she, she's so she's so energetic. Like, yeah. like literally, she just saw us and nearly exploded. Like she fucking fell across the place. It was like Jesus. she's yeah. 
She's ah, in sure. hospital now, is she alright? Uh, no, no, no. She, 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 like, look, she, yeah, she, she's, uh, she's still alive and kicking anyway, as far as I know. But uh, shout out to Sonia and uh, shout out to all her family. Uh, looking forward to going over for the wedding next year. Um, lads, as always, part of the intro. Simon, coming to you first. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm going to lie and pretend that I'm drinking currently what I drank just earlier. So I had a pint of 12 acres earlier. It's, uh, it's my favourite kind of go-to pint. It's a standard. It's lovely. It's fresh. It's fruity. Uh, it's not too strong. That's what I like about it. Um, because tonight I'm driving. So what I'm actually drinking now is a non-alcoholic beer. Doesn't taste particularly nice. But the, um, the 12 acres was a great way to start the night. My one and only pint. So I really enjoyed it. Made the most of it. Uh, speaking of non-alcoholic drinks, so I want to give a shout out to the lads that we love, Yellow Belly. They do the, the designated diver, which is a play on the designated driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great name. It's a great pun. Like they're brilliant with the names, and it's um, just it's a soda that they actually brew and and they have on tap. So like it, it's it's brilliant. They're, it's so popular they had to bring it back. Like they, they got rid of it, and then like there was so much clamour they had to bring it back. So shout out to to the boys in Yellow Belly as usual. Um, Big Dave Crean, what are you drinking tonight? <coughs> Tonight, uh, I, I I said I'd stick with it with a good thing. I'm I'm drinking Hopton Space. Uh, what can I say? It's a classic. It's just full of flavour. Uh, just come. I've just actually come from hockey training, so I want. I didn't want anything too heavy. You were suggesting the porter earlier on, but I said I wanted something crisp, refreshing. Get that uh, voice that voice box uh, nice and lubricated for the the podcast in tow. So uh, I think I might actually stick with this for the next one as well. It's delish. Lovely stuff, like the Hopton Space. I've had it a couple of times in Grady's Yard. It's it's a, it's a good good kick of hops, a lovely clean finish. Like it's really easy drinking. And um, Jamie Daly, shout out to your cousin Owen. We we suggested it to him when we got Larry one Saturday in uh, Grady's, and he came in with with yourself, Dave, actually that night. Yeah, look, you fucking suggest anything to him. He doesn't know anything about Su- suggestible chap. <laughs> yeah, Dutch gold is good enough for him. Like, uh, but yeah, myself. Um, so I'm on the twelve acres, like Simon was on earlier there, but. I think I'll actually talk about a beer or a porter I was on earlier on. It was called Coco Pow, I think. Coco Pow. And I've no idea who it was by, so uh, we'll look it up and we'll pull up in. Uh, <laughs> we'll, ta- we'll tag him in the socials for this. Yeah, we'll put it on Instagram later on. But uh, oh my god, that was beautiful. It was yeah, just great, like uh, it had like uh, hints of coffee and coconut in it, and it was oh delish. Went down. It was seven point three or so percent. Um, so they only served it in a little schooner of it but uh, yeah man it was fucking delish yeah. top, top quality stuff um, you gave me a sip of it like uh, coconut flakes coffee bean finish like really nice really smooth I'm glad I only had a sip because I would have found it hard to turn oh, away from it yeah, that's yeah. why I stopped after one yeah. like, uh, just, yeah. you'd never guess it was 7 and a bit percent would you lovely no, balanced flavour a bit a bit too sessionable for a drink that strong. Um, myself, I'm on a drink from the Black Sheep Brewing Company. It's a Venus and Mars. It's an American style IPA, 5.6%. Again, like that, very sessionable for a 5.6 or um, very crisp. Um, a nice bite to it when you take the first. It's, it's, it's a bit sharp. Like um, if you're not used to the craft pale ales, I'm not sure I recommend it. It's it's for the seasoned palate, I'd say. But Jesus Christ, it's lovely. Um, have a sip there, Sai. Tell me, explain what you're tasting. Simon the sommelier. I'm tasting mostly my saliva after that. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's fine. Yeah, uh, it's nice. It's a it's a tasty beer. Um, probably not as as fruity as some of the IPAs you no, get. No, yeah. It's a bit uh, a little bit sharper, I'd say. Uh, but it's nice. It's a nice beer. Yeah. It's yeah a, it's nice change. There's there's a good there's a good clean finish offer. Like like you said, um, obviously the the combinations that they've used in the brewing process hasn't left it with a fruity finish. But um, look, it's it's actually nice to drink. It's a it's nearly a nice change from the fruity pale ales. Yeah, like 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 you know, we obviously own we recorded with Ollie on Monday night and on Monday night I went on um the Crystal Haze, like which is a fucking smashing limited edition pale ale from the Yellow Billy guys. Um it's a, it's a nice mix up because obviously we'll be out again next week, be heavy on the, the fruity ales, I'd say next week myself, if I'm not on the stout. Um, and really looking forward to, to going back on those but it's a, a brilliant bridger I'd say for sure um, that's what everyone's drinking tonight so what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to move on to our first topic of the night
Right guys, so we're outside here in uh, the back of Tully's Bar in a smoking area. None of us are smoking, but just um, there's a quality band uh, playing tonight. Oh, and the band are... Uh, Kalimba, I think they're called, yeah. Yeah, Kalimba, yeah, that's right. One of the one of the guys I went to school with, Damien Keogh, Damo, he's uh, playing guitar inside there with like two girls and fuck their quality, like it's just such a nice ambient fucking sound inside, like they're they're uh, two songbirds, two songbirds, yeah, like just harmonising off each other. It's it, like this is actually a quality bar. Like yeah. you just come in, like, great atmosphere here, isn't it? Great ambiance. Yeah. And like uh, sitting outside, like in fairness, it's fucking the end of November now so we've the jackets on but again like great bit of chatter in the background it's fucking lovely out here Dave uh, yeah but you forget that we're in the heart of the Waterford's cultural quarter down here on O'Connell Street so like you wouldn't expect anything else when a bit of songbirds a bit of harmonisation inside good points so soak up the atmosphere and enjoy enjoy the evening yeah just an, another quality Waterford bar um, so obviously like this idea that myself and Owen have had to set up the snowcast to bring guys uh, quality guys like you on um, and just go out once a week have a few drinks record what we think and talk about some topical subjects manage to get to Liverpool interview a few people and, and, and just have a lot of fun with this is uh, fantastic um, provide, provided with a platform by Anchor um, to do this like, which is brilliant but lads like obviously four of us here absolutely love the snowcast it's probably all of our number one podcast goes without saying like obviously but Dave I'm going to come to you first on this um, apart from the snowcast obviously we like to collaborate we like to big up um, other podcasts as well so uh, Dave I'm looking for two podcasts that you'd recommend to listeners two of your favourite podcasts at that moment DJ that's actually a very very difficult question and uh, if I was to think about it the first one that comes to, to mind is a, is a podcast that I probably listened to a number of years ago when podcasts weren't like fashionable, that, like that they weren't in vogue. And, um, exactly, talking shite on a Thursday night. <laughs> but uh, these lads are also talking shite, but in a different kind of setting. It was, uh, it was Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant, and um, Carl Pilkington. And uh, it was the first kind of podcast that I ever listened to and it was introduced to me by my good mate Harvey Kinsella and uh, Guy Polden and in fairness all my group of lads then ended up listening to it um, so that uh, that really opened opened my mind to, to podcasts and the content that was covered was just freaking class like fucking stupid it was but it was just it was just mindless entertainment like and it's stuff kind of actually it's it, it's really similar to the premise that we've got going here with the snowcats that you guys have that it's just that we, that we have that yeah. it's it's a group of boys sitting around just talking shy well I don't know they, I, they could have been drinking pints but we're publicly drinking pints here but, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, at, we're broadcasting yeah exactly pints, yeah. and um no, hands down. That's that's part for me. That's one of the probably the best uh, podcasts that I've ever listened to. Brilliant, chat. Uh, and but, then, but sorry, to, to stay on topic there with um, Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant. Like, I mean, I have to say it ties back into uh, like the office and stuff like that. Like, just when a good group of lads get together, have similar our similar mindset. Like, the stuff that they can achieve together is brilliant. Like, like the office, and then out of that, they wrote the US office that obviously they didn't. Um, they didn't perform in like what a fucking bunch of men like and even like Idiot Abroad yeah. 1, 2 to 17 or yeah, I don't even know how many there are like um, yeah it's just it's quality content like and it's it's easy listen, listening and, and uh, you just want more you want to consume more um, then probably to go a little bit uh, right field not even left field uh, it's um podcast that I'm listening to at the moment is called Revisionist History Uh it's a guy based in the US. I, I, it's so fresh. I actually don't even know his name, but like, he uh, he looks um, he takes uh, kind of scenarios in history and looks at them uh, from a completely different perspective. Like, for example, the last one I listened to, he took the um, US Declaration of uh, Independence and uh, he analysed it for the where the commas were placed and how. He how grammatically incorrect the document is, and how open-ended, ambiguous the placing of commas in certain areas of the document uh, leave, leave like so. 
uh, it's kind of like it's a, just kind of another lens on looking at history and stuff like that and that would be something that I'd be interested to interested in uh, as well in my pastime so they're the two that, uh, that spring to mind uh, for me at the moment DJ but like you talked there about revisionist history it's funny with the revision of history and how like in the internet age there's so much misinformation out there and just today in a WhatsApp group I mean there was a thread about the link between the Kennedy and the Lincoln assassination and a conspiracy theory about all the um, I suppose commonalities between it and there was this big long thread about give, stating all these facts and when you read them like you're like oh my god this can't be coincidence and then like one of them was a bit like um Oh, like the day before he was assassinated. I'm getting this wrong, like, but like I'm paraphrasing. The day before he was assassinated, Lincoln was in Monroe, Louisiana, or wherever Monroe is. Like, and then like the day before he was assassinated, John F. Kennedy was in, in Monroe. was in yeah, Marilyn, That was literally like we was in Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, but then anyway, like it, it, it conspired that like Marilyn Monroe like could not possibly have been with him for like a year and a half beforehand so like it's funny the way like history gets rewritten and similar to the Bible the way a lot of the Bible is written like 1200 years after the, the events transpired in inverted commas um, revisionist history I, I love that revision of history and correcting some um, a- ambiguous facts yeah it's it's uh, it's an interesting one and, and the, the the topics covered are are kind of left field and not not kind of general topics. It, it it's really obscure and, and niche. So is it very if, American focused? Uh, so far, the ones that I like, I haven't gone episode one to. I've just uh, I've actually just picked and choose the ones that I've uh, I've listened to, and the ones I have I've actually picked have been American focused. But um, I think I think it there are it's broad enough. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd really like that because like even as you you were saying there, DJ that. Um, like uh, I was on a, a walking tour in Paris there one time, and uh, this guy said to me, he was like the walking tour tour guide said, um, "Oh, Victor Hugo, who wrote Les Misérables, the novel, he was just like, why it's such a winding long novel is that he was paid per word, right?" So I was just like, "Wow, that's like that's fucking great fact, like you know, whatever." So then uh, there was like this thing on Reddit, like, and it was talking about Les Mis. So I like chimed in. I was just like, "Fun fact." Uh, <laughs> Victor Hugo was paid per word uh, of Les Miserables. That's why it's such a long winding novel. <laughs> that's why it's such a long winding novel. Like, that's fucking whatever, how many ever pages of it, like, you know? Fucking, I don't know, about six, seven replies back, like, that is, like, like that is incorrect, like, there, that has been proven to be incorrect, like, he was paid, like, all this shit, like, you know? But it's like, that's right. but yeah, it's like, you know, those myths that sound really good yeah. and that are like those really good sound bites yeah. that like you, you just like I latch onto yeah, you that you latch onto it don't you like yeah. how many other facts was I told on that on that walking tour that I didn't latch onto but I was la- I latched onto that one yeah. uh, because it was like obviously like such a fucking re- like really nice one to stand out fact like you know it's just you you picked it up like picked it up like, exactly like yeah so but like yeah that's that sounds really Fanta- good. I must look into that revisionist history that's a good one it's it's funny like because obviously because we we run this nuncast through the apps on our phone and the webpage on Anchor there and. Um, we actually get to see how many people listen to each episode and, and what platforms they listen to it on. And it's funny, like, we'd have some episodes that, like, we think are brilliant that don't have that many listeners. And then there's some really random ones that I'd say, people must just come on and just, like, scroll through and say, I like the title of this one, so I'm going to play this. Like, like we have an episode called American and Scottish Invasion. And that could easily be misled as, like, a history-based episode. And it's just this American and Scottish <laughs> woman that... Bomb- disappointed yeah. if that's what and that episode is trash. It's our And it's got a heap of listens because, like, I don't know, maybe the title misleads people to think it's like this in depth history fucking. I think the title has emojis and everything in it. It's <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like, the, the, the cover art, like, just I slapped two flags on it and I'd say, like, it's drawing a lot of gun nuts to the American flag. Like. Oh, it's terrible. God bless USA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stand up for Colin. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, moving on. swiftly along. Uh, Simon, I'm going to come to you next. Uh, give me give me two podcasts that you highly recommend to listeners that aren't the snowcast. Uh, I'm going to do that in one second, but I'm I'm cold here and I have to get something dealt with quickly. I don't know if either of you noticed, but uh, I was wearing my coat indoors and we came outdoors and I've taken my coat off. Yeah, I just thought it was like an English thing. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not an English <laughs> thing. There's a reason. I got you both a present, and I've been hiding it the whole time. Oh, but this now is too cold. So I have to give you the present now. This is amazing. Live on air yeah, yeah. to be released in four days' time. I'm gonna put my coat on first though because I'm too cold. So a few weeks ago, I was supposed to be uh, recording an episode with you both, but at the last minute, I went to Kinsale with uh, with my wife and the boys, 
Yeah. Sunny's a beer, by the way. She's a total babe. And uh, anyway, I came across a, an amazing bottle shop, so I went in and had a chat with a guy. So I got you both a bottle of beer. Oh! oh no. Is this Black's IPA? Uh, uh, so this one here is, yeah, the Black's... Black's uh, it's oh a, what? God, we love Black's yeah, Container. I know. So this one, actually, I chose this one for Only Pony. It's a lovely, uh, it's a world's end. It's a delicious chocolate vanilla stout. Oh, Pete. Fuck, I love it, man. Isn't this one here, look, isn't that perfect look for DJ? It's like basically oh my God, I a actually have that cap. Like, they're actually all DJ. Like, there's pictures of these kind of gnarly looking, yeah. like, kind of... Well, how would you describe them? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of the two bottles. I'm going to throw it up as the. There you go. Uh, the, so this one, this one here is the, the West Cork Brewing Company Stout X Southwest Stout West. Sorry, uh, not quite as strong now. That one's only 4.3 percent. It's a beautiful bottle. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink mine for breakfast someday. Say, but so there you go, boys. I'm sorry. Well, I missed the episode. Minute, West Cork Brewing Company, Ireland's most southerly brewery. Brilliant, it's in Baltimore, fantastic. There you go, so enjoy them, man. Oh, thanks a million, yeah, I've got my coat back on, I can now. Hold on a second, like, I'm completely thrown, but listen, thanks a million, mate. No Fucking, uh, what, welcome, what, what a man, thanks. appreciate it. Sorry, man, I actually do have one for you, but I left it in the car because I, I didn't think you were coming and now you're here, so there's one in the car for you. But I tell you, I, because it was last minute that you were coming and then you weren't coming, the one I got for you is actually out of date. And I got it. <laughs> It's been sat in my house for about a year and it was out of date when I first bought it. I, do, I drink out of the night of day. Actually, funny, funny uh, side story. Uh, I went to my brother-in-law's house there Christmas two years ago and, and I've never let him down about this. Handed me a bottle of beer and I took one sop of it. I was like, Jesus Christ, what, the f- what are you serving me? Looked at the bottle. It was two years out of date. <laughs> But I said, I said nothing, I played on, got it done, and uh, listen, sure. I need to tell the tale. Yeah. Never waste a yeah, like, Who do you think gave him that ball? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny, though, because actually, when, before we set up the Grady's Yard interview, obviously we went to meet him first and familiarise and get them to know us and stuff. So we wouldn't just, like, bump into him randomly and, like, not have a fucking notion of who each person was. So I went to meet Kevin in Grady's Yard, and, uh, like, Kevin's such a fucking personable, sound guy. But we went to meet him, we were chatting away to him. And uh, he was actually telling us, like, like I, I'm going to try and do a Wexford accent here, forgive me, Kevin. Oh, yeah, lads, like, if you if you's, um, get a bottle of stout there and find it out a day, it's going to be amazing. But if you get a pale ale and it goes wrong, you're fucked. Like, you know, he's telling us, like, he found a bottle of stout that he homebrewed. And about four years later, he had, like, stashed away. He hides them. When he comes across them, the stouts are amazing. It's like but, a fine wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, yeah. But uh, anyway, Simon. Yeah, sorry. After that. <laughs> moving, moving swiftly on. Uh, two podcasts that you would recommend to our lovely, delectable listeners. Two podcasts, no worries. So um, you can't pick the snowcast now. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. They, they were going to be both of my choices. <laughs> And the, yeah, two, yeah, the two yeah. episodes that Simon's been on he was going to pick yeah, yeah it's true uh, they were great particularly the first one uh, episode 4 if you haven't heard it uh, so my for, this wasn't actually going to be one of my choices but after what Dave said there I'll just quickly mention it uh, there's a really good podcast called Bedside Rounds and uh, it doesn't sound particularly sounds interesting medical. but it, it kind of is and it isn't it's, it's actually kind of like a, it's not just like medical stuff through history but it's kind of interesting stuff about medicine but a lot of it is like through history and how, how people found out shit and like do you know how things spread around the world and how people worked out what was going on but like it's kind syphilis. of like syphilis yeah I'd say there probably is an episode about syphilis actually and like there's one about like a guy who uh, kind of worked out how somebody died like a famous person died because he was looking at a statue of him and he had this kind of pathognomic weird looking ear and he was like he had this and then that story and blah 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 I won't give it all away because I think it might be the first episode if you ever listen but uh, it's really really interesting really the guy who does it is really engaging this American guy so that's alright I quite like that one but I'm not going to oh yeah go on I'll put that as one of my choices then actually uh, and then my second one uh, I've only actually listened to one episode of it but I have every intention to listen to a few more it's very good and I'd say all of you will love it it's called Quickly Kevin Will He Score uh, have any of you heard of it? oh you I think you were telling me about it I might have mentioned it to you before yeah yeah, yeah. very funny it's, uh, it's by that guy Josh Whittacombe who isn't Anne Whittacombe he's you know the comedian <laughs> with the kind of curly hair and that um, very funny guy and it's basically him and his producer and um it's just about like 90s football and they have a like a, a 90s footballer on as a guest each episode that's brilliant because um, we discussed 90s football in Lent in episode 13 with the boys in Liverpool like you know yeah 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 90s football is what we grew up ah, on like, like it's there's just it was the 
what would you say it was just the, the yeah, best I did, time I, I think it was when we went for lunch after we came back from or it was on the bus back from Liverpool and we bumped into we started you started talking you were coming back from Tallinn we were telling you about what we talked about on the podcast we recorded yeah, and you, yeah. were, you were telling me about um, this, this podcast about the 90 footballers and you were telling me to get on it so ah, like, yeah, I can't yeah, wait yeah, to dude. get on that yeah what's it called again it's called Quickly Kevin Willie School and the first episode they have Matt Letizia on and Who, who's your who's one of your heroes he's my hero and it's just very very funny and they uh, they tell the story about um, uh, what's it called Ali Dyer do you know uh, Ali Dyer yeah, who, yeah. Who, who managed to get himself a, a cap for Southampton and like all the backstory of that and it's, uh, it's well worth a listen really really funny like I could go on but I'd be happy enough to, to say give, that do you want to give a couple of honourable mentions to the few others you thought of ah, yeah go on and they're kind of obvious enough ones particularly from around here so like West Cork would be really good if you enter the, uh, the kind of those kind of things so I listened to that one and then after that uh, kind of along the same thing I listened to Atlanta Monster which is kind of roughly the same kind of idea like unsolved crime or like did they or didn't they do it that kind of thing really really good and um, oh, what's it called there's Serial Serial is even better than West Cork I think and then S-Town after, after that so all of those are, are fantastic and then uh, I'd be into a few of the kind of helpful ones like uh, uh, like Dr Chatterjee and Food Medic and those kind of ones as well but I stick with my first two as my, are, my top two are you thinking down the line because I know like your Instagram page at The Real Life Doctor if you haven't heard us promote enough uh, it's fantastic have you ever thought about doing uh, at The Real Life Doctor podcast I think you actually uh, you promote it more than I do at the moment which I'm really grateful for so thank you very much but yeah actually 100% I've got, I've got loads and loads of ideas and one of them uh, I've got I've, I've kind of I've got a lot of ideas for how to do the podcast it's just a case of actually asking the people yeah. if, they'll, uh, if they'll be on and like, so, yeah, and like, but like we, we 100% want to set up a few snowcast specials which as well which yeah, we will yeah, eventually yeah. get to do like to know yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think we said on a few previous episodes they were coming in November but November's kind of ran us all by well, you so. know I think those those two bottles are because we were going to do it that time and I ended yeah, up yeah. running off the contempt and, and then I had diarrhoea the next time I said I'll be on here we are now, I'm, I'm really glad we didn't record that there but uh Thanks, oh, like that's brilliant, Simon. Thanks a million. And genuinely, lads, if you're out there, you're listening, and uh, you don't follow at the Real Life Doctor on Instagram, um, 100% do. If you can't find him, just go into our followers on Instagram and search the, the Real, and it'll, he'll come up because he's the only the Real that we follow. Um, Owen, come to you next. Give us two non-snowcast based podcasts that you uh, advise listeners to subscribe to. Uh, yeah, so uh, the first podcast I'm going to uh, talk about is. Uh, the Blind Boy co- podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, that's Irish podcast of the year. It's, yeah, it is. It's got it a lot is. of publicity recently. If, if Blind Boy would like to do an interview with the Snowcast, yeah, please contact me. Uh, fucking, it's just so good. It's so random. Like Blind Boy has um, a degree in uh, psychology, um, so like a lot of his podcasts kind of go into like different forms of like psychology and things like that but also it's as if he kind of goes down a Wikipedia rabbit hole of like uh, just like picking like picking things out like there's one um, one of my favourite episodes and it's one of his early ones and I think he knows himself that it's one of the favourite episodes but it's where he has um, he uh he, he talks about I think it's Reservoir Dogs is the, the film right and in it uh, there's a Caravaggio fa- painting in it and basically he goes through the, like the whole premise of like how uh, like in Reservoir Dogs um, uh, the director who's the uh, uh, Tarantino. Tarantino exactly so like Quentin Tarantino's mom is from like uh, Limerick I think right or she has a relative from Limerick right but she paints uh, this painting in uh, in Reservoir Dogs that's like up on the wall that's like uh, meant to be like a representative of like a Caravaggio painting but like in fact it's just like the fucking the river in Limerick and like some bio in Limerick but like I'd say he spends about like 40 minutes just like comparing like 
Caravaggio and like uh, like Quentin Tarantino's films and like just leads it all to being that, that like there's a picture of Limerick in, in, in Reservoir Dogs the like ultimate long winded shy talk oh like. it's so good like it just takes so long like that like he like you know he explains like the cinematography in uh, Tarantino films and like everything and like and how like that matches up with Caravaggio and all, all this and then ultimately just like ends it's up Limerick. being linked with Limerick like <laughs> it's just quality like you know um, but before before you move on to your next podcast one, I just want to talk about Blind Boy for a second because an awful lot of our listeners because our listeners Bob would not be familiar with Blind Boy he's basically this guy that was in a, a satirical comedy group and band that were like basically they went around with plastic bags in their heads to protect their identity releasing these satirical songs and doing stand up comedy he still maintains that persona to this day yeah like he's a degree in psychology and he's he's one of he's really well spoken on like cultural and societal issues that like he's actually become a a, a forefront voice for equality and human rights in Ireland at the moment and it's a bit mad because I'm I'm mental health health, big time And, and it's mad because all of the pictures of him he's got a plastic, plastic bag yeah. over his head Super like. Valley plaster bag yeah and considering the health warnings that are associated <laughs> with plastic bags over your head it's, microplastics it's, and all that yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's pretty ironic but like he, he's um, you might switch to brown bag soon maybe I don't know yeah. Yeah. but I think brown bag's been done and is associated with terrorism a bit like so <laughs> Maybe he's trying to move away from that, like. Yeah, but like he mentions that in his podcast as well, like the whole time he's just saying, like you know, that uh, he can kind of like mention whatever the fuck he wants on his podcast, and then he can just go out and have a pint, and you know, or he can just go shopping, and he has no. We can't do that, like you know. We just get you know, like we just get people just wanting photographs the whole time off us. It's ridiculous. People keep snapchatting us cans and saying, what do you think it is? I haven't drank every can in the world, lads. I wish I did. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no, like, it's it's such a grounded thing. And, like, as well as that, I love the fact that, like, he lives in Limerick as well. Yeah. Do you know, like, he doesn't live in Dublin. Like, he, you know, he's he's very, like, not anti-Dublin. He appreciates the benefits of Dublin. But he's just like, no, like, you're, you're ba- basically nearly getting gentrified by living in Dublin because, like, you're fucking... Like, the rents are too high. Like, you know, the only people who can live in Dublin are people who are born in Dublin and that can live at home with their parents and, like, save up enough money to buy a place in Dublin. You're like, you can't, like... You can't you can't rent in Dublin and save enough money to get, like... Us. How do you save 10% of 700,000, like? Exactly, you like, you know? So it's ludicrous, like. But, yeah, so anyway... Uh, absolutely love that podcast I'm about I'd say I'm about 20 episodes behind I think I'm in August he, he, like at the moment he's still talking about the beautiful weather we had over the summer like you know <laughs> so like uh, I, yeah I'm on a serious catch up at the moment but yeah it's just is it, is it one a week or one a- one a week but uh, sometimes he releases a, so he records a live podcast as well and uh, sometimes he releases that on a Saturday maybe, maybe every month so he might have like five, five, pod, five or six podcasts a month, like you know. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's 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 really really good. Um, and then the second podcast that so these uh, it's both both pretty much pod, uh, comedy podcasts, right? But the second one is my dad wrote a porno. Oh, yeah. oh it's so good. Uh, so I was uh, gonna say that one. Uh, it's fucking just so so good. Like so. Anyway, for those of you who don't know what my dad wrote porno is, it's uh, this guy. Uh, Jamie Jamie, Jamie, yeah Uh, who's uh, dad Uh, so I think the three of them on the podcast all work kind of in media in the UK Um, but Jamie um, his dad uh, wrote um, erotic literature so uh, before they ever started uh, the podcast his dad had written unbeknownst to him four books of um, erotic literature uh, called Belinda Blinked so it's about this uh, main character called uh, Belinda Blumenthal and uh, her sexual adventures in the steels pots and pans industry <laughs> it's, it is fucking quality like uh, um, it, like his dad doesn't know how to write a lot of erotic literature I think in season one basic human anatomy. Human anatomy, yeah. So, like, I think in book one of, uh, or book one, season one of the podcast, he goes, like, oh, you know, uh, and he he pounded her in the cervix. <laughs> like, you know, 
Like, literally, like... She, she now has septicemia and has died. Literally impossible uh, physiology, like... Uh, but yeah it's so good like the three the three of them uh, play off each other so well they have such a laugh together and like they just like wind each other up wind the dad up like just pick him out in the like the most minute details like not only does he not know like the physiology or like any kind of like you know what is sexy or anything like he doesn't know any of that but he also is just like grammatically incorrect, <laughs> like, like you know. Even yeah, no, like there could be like two does in the sentence or whatever. Like it is, it is ludicrously bad. Like and, and they, in the first book, he like forgets one of the characters' names and like gives her a different name halfway through for a little one, then goes back to the first. <laughs> name. Yeah. Uh, it is like it is. It's absolutely terrible. So there's four seasons of it now. Um, they've I think literally in the last week or two weeks, um, they've just uh, finished the final episode of the. Third, or the fourth book but uh, it is it is probably one of the most bingeable uh, podcast series that you could ever listen to like you just you just want to hear the laughter of the three of those like so much like yeah um, and also just to give an honourable mention um, so uh, the Irish Times uh, do actually quite a good few series of podcasts um, I listen to the sports podcast as well which is um, like you know they just have a good recap like you know and it's uh, it's quite well done um, but the real one I want to do is um, the column on Russell Carl Kelly um, so it is uh, Paul Howard the author of Russell Carl Kelly and uh, he writes a, a like which is how the Russell Carl Kelly books stemmed from originally uh, this, this uh, Irish Times column uh, weekly on a Saturday uh, so he, he, he has now started doing a podcast of the column and he does the voices of each of the characters it's six minutes long just reading the column and it is fucking brilliant like you like it is so topical and it is quality so yeah definitely just like it that is one bingeable bingeable podcast yeah oh that was brilliant one thanks a million for that look i'm gonna be quick my two podcasts because basically the two podcasts that i picked i've only listened to one episode of meech and um, one of them is uh from the fans agency which is uh gara roberts friend of the snugcast is uh he's now the head of media of and uh, he he has a podcast with them called football insiders where him um Basically, it's it's him talking to pre- former footballers similar to that. Like so, did um, the guy that managed Barnsley to the Premiership, Danny? Oh, what's his name? Danny Wilson? Danny? No, not Danny Higginbottom. Excellent. But that, that but that Danny lad that uh, he managed Sheffield Wednesday and he managed Barnsley to Premiership on like fuck all of a budget. So the first one was just him interviewing him with his career. But they got Viv Anders. No, definitely not Danny Healy Ray. But the new one that they have coming out that I haven't listened to yet is uh, him. Danny Your man, Dyer. Danny Dyer, no, <laughs> daughter Danny, and um, Viv Anderson, the first black man to represent yeah, England yeah, in football. Yeah. Uh, I really look forward to listening to that. The first one was really good, I really enjoyed listening to it. The second one, speaking of Belinda Blumenthal, the second one is a podcast called Pod and Chips, and it's um, a guy who grew up, who's good friends with uh, Heston Blumenthal oh, yeah. in Heston Blumenthal's French home talking to him about some of his classic dishes and the science behind them and uh, the, I suppose the way your mind tricks you into thinking about food it's called Pot and Chips the first one was amazing I haven't listened to the second one yet and it's actually lovely listening like um, basically normally when I'm in the car I'm listening to the Anfield Rap Totally Football Show some sports related podcast with Neve, and she's getting tickled with me and now that I've proposed to her I need to keep this relationship going like, so I can't just be listening to football podcasts all the time so I played the first Pot and Chips with her we come down from her parents gaff at the weekend there and uh, she really liked it so now that's our podcast when we're in the car together so like good family oriented podcast no language talking about the science behind food and uh, the first episode is about how he makes a cup of tea that is hot on one side cold on the other side if you drink it in the middle you get hot and cold at the same time and the science behind making that possible so Heston Blumenthal's pot and chips is uh, well worth it listen lads we're gone dry Right, lads, so I've got a question I want to put to the four of you, and uh, oh, and I'm going to come. <laughs> four of us. Okay, okay, yeah, good. Good. Uh, Owen. Three of you. Three of you, four of us. Oh, and uh, 
How do you make the perfect mug of tea? Uh, what are you talking now? Are you talking just like uh, builder's tea, like, you know, farmer's tea, like, you know? The perfect mug of tea, it's open in the question. Uh, so, uh, I'm, not that, I'm, I'm not that special. I probably would make, per- so perfectly, I'd probably make a pot of tea, right? To make yeah, that's fine. So, uh, I'd uh, probably throw three tea bags into the pot. Oh, lads, this is gold dust. Generosity is key. Right. This going <laughs> right. Three bags in. Right. Fucking all the water in then, right? Uh, would, would the water be boiled, it would? Uh, just about, like, yeah. Uh, and then. Yeah, leave it shit. I, like, actually, I, I, what I, I do like to do is um, put the boiling water into the mug to make the mug warm. Right? So you're heating the mug up before you pour the tea in. Right, and then you fuck the water out then. And then you put it in. And then, uh, yeah, splash, splash milk for myself. I'm simple out, like, barely, like, barely just to colour it, like. Do you know? No, no bother. Yeah. So on the, on the scale of... Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do scales, actually. I'm not going to do scales. Uh, we, don't, we don't want the lawyers to get involved. Perfect. It sounds like a mug of tea, that. I must call over for tea sometime, not, not have a can or a bottle. Yeah, yeah. First time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Dave Queen, how would you make the perfect mug of tea? Mug or cup or teapot? Open in the question, pal. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to have to alter up because I, that's a flawless example of how you make a good mug of tea. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to go with the pot of tea. Uh, I have a bit of a ritual here. Um, that uh, that I go through. So jazz flute in the background. Jazz flute. The flute. I'm just waiting for fucking uh, Ron Burgundy to come out of nowhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Veronica Corningstone and him to like go to Pleasure Island with them. And you've actually got a leather-bound book with you as well. I right? do have a leather-bound book. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you very much. Um, so, pot of tea. Yeah. I'm with you. Not even. Uh, just get your teapot. Yeah. Boil your kettle. I put boiling water into the teapot, swirl it around. Just out of habit, I don't know what. Is it? It's called the pot. Okay, empty that out, and I like a bit of a blend in my tea. Okay, now don't like this is something that my mum introduced me to: tea leaves as opposed to tea bags. So get a little bit of a, a quarter blend of Earl Grey with English breakfast tea, and that could be either lines or berries. I'm, I'm, I'm. You're not fussy or tea. I'm open-ended in that, like you know, I'm pro-choice. Uh, and uh, mix it up, two spoons, fill to the brim, settle, leave it, leave it draw. And I would be, I would be a fan of heating the mugs prior to putting the tea in. Now the question is. Do you put the milk in before you pour your tea or do you put the milk in after? If you put the milk in beforehand, you need your laptop confiscated and it should be investigated by the Bureau of Criminals. Well, I do put my tea in after, thank God. I do. Milk first is wrong. I put yeah, I put my tea in after I put the tea I put I pour the tea in, then the milk. Oh yeah, that's all right. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Christ. Fucking Jeez, I would I wouldn't be fucking <laughs> fecked out of here if I But uh my sister Sheila requests she she likes heated tea in her mug before the tea goes in. So that's talk about high maintenance. Heated tea Heated milk, heated milk. Heated milk. Yeah. Yeah. So for me that's Mug. That's the perfect mug and the perfect pot of tea. Simon Cahoon at the Real Life Doctor married to Annie Quinn, not Sheila not Quinn. Sheila. Yeah, yeah. Just Sheila. to clarify that up. How do you make the perfect mug of tea? You're, you're English, so you're going to fuck this up. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I love a cup of tea. Uh, you both talked about the, the ritual of the actual tea, but you, you missed out the most important part, which is the, the vessel that it goes into. So I, I, I wouldn't be particularly OCD about many things, but. Um, I wouldn't like a mug that doesn't have, at least as a bare minimum, the inside has to be white. Ideally, the whole thing has to be white or like mostly white. But like, do you know, you might get like a mug that's like blue on the inside. The tea wouldn't taste as good. Pretty much all of my mugs yeah, are like no. coloured on the inside. No, no, Except no, for my one all-white mug. Can, I, there you can go. I also interject here? Simon probably has one of the best teapots yeah, in no, the country. Actually, Talk about the poor son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, like, swear to God. This thing is unbelievable. It came from it came from Ballymaloo, I think. Uh, I might be wrong. But I think it came from the shop in Ballymaloo. It doesn't spill a drop. 
Like it does not spill a drop. Like pour all day. Like you could, you, yeah, you could. It's it's a thing of beauty. You could actually watch it, and I have. I've I've spent a day watching it pour. <laughs> Uh, have so, you ever watched a pour anything other than tea? Never, never, no, no way. I'd be funny about that as well. We could empty, empty a few cans into it. <laughs> Just pour them into your mouth. Yeah. So we'll probably be a good part of the middle, man. Uh, the tea itself, uh, either Yorkshire tea or Lions or, or Barry's. Actually, do you know what's nice? Actually, Old Aldi do their their, their Aldi own ones. Quite nice as well. Found out the other day. Found that out the other day. Um, yeah, pot of tea is always better, but it takes a long time, doesn't it? So for speed in the morning, you're going to go straight for the cup, and uh, it's going to be a white cup, and that's it. No sugar, a little bit of milk, not too much milk. Done. Quite strong, a little bit of milk. What about those kind of like cardboardy cups, you know, like that you get, Listen, that's just like you'd have it if you needed to. And you know, everything's kind of relative. So if you're like, you've been out in the wind and the rain on a hike or whatever, and you're, you're kind of ready for it, and someone hands you one of them, it'll be a delicious cup of tea. But I'd never choose that over a nice cup or a mug. I, I'd agree with that because uh, I, I don't mind uh, I don't mind a coffee in a like takeaway cup. For a tea, there's something. It's as if it kind of soaks in and kind of gets a bit. Like I know it's the same temperature or whatever, but it's like this. But tea, tea is homely. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the homeliness that makes. Uh, yeah, like uh, if any any bit of trouble, like you're like, oh, I'm gonna put on the kettle, make a cup of tea. I, even even the cup of me going drinking like before I left I said to Neve do you want a hay cup like, which is a half cup of tea she fucking jumped a hay cup she jumped at the opportunity for me it's fairly simple like cup, cup or mug I don't mind or pot or mug doesn't matter tea bags in first pour the water in on the tea bags and there has to be the water has to be pouring onto the tea bag directly yeah, I'd agree with that definitely you then have to take a spoon and stir the tea bags at least six stirs clockwise <laughs> if it's counterclockwise you're going to fucking end up on the bowl then you need to leave her settle for a couple of minutes on the heat direct pour and then you go pour and then milk and then the milk is the individual person I, I just take a splash of milk I don't take too much but my mother has, I think they call it over here don't they no my mother has the worst thing ever like my mother takes a single drop of milk in her tea Right, a single like drop, as in literally, do you know when you get the, the, the yeah, do you know you get the cartons of milk with the plastic caps, right? Yeah. So literally, when I make my mother a mug of tea, it has to be really weak. So a tea bag goes in, pour the tea in, and I would just give it one stir and whip it out, like, and then pour the milk into the caffeine, tip the milk back into the pot, in the, into the carton, and then the last little residual drop, <laughs> drop what we'd call if we were going for a piss in the urinal, the shake. <laughs> That goes into the mug, and if it's any more, any less, she kicks up a fuss. So I got a, I got another question to ask. What are, this herbal tea? Do you do you count that as tea or like a fruit infusion or like is that like? It's not tea. It's a separate beverage. Like peppermint tea has a function to not like improve your gastric, whatever. Green tea is an antioxidant, but they're not tea. I agree. I was actually lucky enough to 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 visit a tea plantation. Uh, this summer and it was a phenomenal experience I never knew tree a tea grew on a tree yeah. like I just I, oh stop oh there there he goes again uh, but uh, it was actually we we, uh, we did the tour of the, the tea plantation went down to the factory saw how it was all uh, produ- produced and I actually got the best cup of tea at the end of it than I've ever had in my life yeah, same. I had a, a similar experience in China there uh, last year, and uh, f- absolutely phenomenal. Like your one, like so in China they have different teapots for the different types of teas. So it's just like uh, you know, if you have like a white leaf tea, um, you have to have it in a clay teapot. Uh, if it is black tea, it has to be in a China uh, teapot. You know, like all these. Uh, I think green tea goes in. It has to go into a glass teapot. Like glass mugs or whatever so it's like all these different things as in similar to actually how like pints are delivered in Ireland that like <laughs> the, the national delicacies yeah yeah that like you have like different like shaped pint glasses and stuff here just to augment the taste of each of the teas like because it's mad 
in Italy last week, like if you wanted an English breakfast tea, which you have to order, because if you order tea, they'll bring it on tonight. They put the English breakfast tea in a glass, and it just, it's just wrong with me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I, that, that's not right, like at all, like you know. Right, now, the perfect mug of tea is made, and you're sitting down and you're just about to watch or listen to your favourite podcast that you mentioned earlier. You have to select the perfect biscuit to go with that mug of tea. What is the perfect biscuit for your mug of tea? Owen Tab. Uh, oh, I, I, I quite like it. I, I, by the way, before you answer, I want to know, do you dunk or do you not dunk? Uh, so, yeah, right. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm dunking, right, I, I like, a, I like a, a small bit of chocolate, right, because I think the melting of a chocolate... Uh, like a milk chocolate biscuit, right? Uh, with tea, is just some sort of magical concoction. Like I don't know what what happens to oh, chocolate right, with yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. But like it like semi melts. Like you know, it doesn't. It and doesn't, then you get a semi. And then you get a semi off that melting, right? Uh, but like. Or if you're a girl, your nipples go hard. We're we're equality podcasters. So uh, I could probably think of a better biscuit, but chocolate digestive, like just off the bat, is solid, yeah. It is just like that's just a magical dip in like, every every Irish household. Choice, yeah, though. yeah. That's a, that's a dangerous choice because you got the the risk if you leave it too long, you've oh, lost yeah. half a biscuit. You know, hey, not, listen, we've all I'm done not, it. We've all done it. We've all been around the block. We've all eaten up. a packet in four yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. We're at one mug of tea. At this age of our lives, like yeah, yeah, we're not simple. Season veterans yeah. at this age. <laughs> Simon, what's your perfect biscuit with a mug of tea? Do you know, it's a shame actually we don't have Mrs. C on here now, Annie. She would, she could do a whole episode now on what she'd have with a cup of tea. And we get her on. Just, and we we'll talk about what biscuits she has with her tea. She introduced me to using a twirl, kind of like um, somewhere between like using it as a straw and eating it. And it's, okay. it's so sensational. I, I do that with a Twix, and that was going to be my honourable ah, mention. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I so that's good. That. Try the twirl as well. Very, very. You nice. have to bite off both ends first, though. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, probably not the bottom end because it's going to melt a little bit. And do you know the way? Yeah, but then you're losing valuable chocolate. That's true. That's true. And time. <laughs> so your your answer is a twirl. I don't know if that's going to be. My I don't know answer. if the classifies as a biscuit, but go on. Yeah, fair enough. Like, if you if you if you're playing it safe, you'd go ginger nut because it's not going to go anywhere, is it? You could stick it in there for a day and you take it out and it'll still look the same as it did when you went in there. You could put a ginger nut biscuit into a nuclear bomb and it'd come out. A ginger <laughs> it'd come nut out biscuit. looking like a ginger nut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to go soon. I'm going to go with the dark chocolate digestives. I like them a lot. Have you tried them? It's got a bit of the dark chocolate caramel ones even. I might have made that up, but I think they exist and they're really nice. There's definitely a milk chocolate caramel one. I'm not sure about that. Well, if there's not, then there's a, well, let's go with it. I'm making there's this up, Mc aren't Fi- I? There's a McFitty milk chocolate caramel one, anyway. I'm going to go with a dark chocolate digestive. If, if, I have to, if I have to say a biscuit instead of a bit of chocolate. <laughs> Big Dave Queen. Mine, okay. Bear with me here, right? Two plain digestive biscuits, right? Bit of butter on both. Layered with a bit of jam, made into a sandwich, and have that with your cup of tea. Are you dunking that? Well, you can dunk if you want. Well, I don't think you'd be dunking that, though. But that, on its own, that that's that with a cup of tea is phenomenal. You, ha- you had me until jam. I-, I love the digestive with the butter in between two of them. I don't think I dunk it. Try it. Raspberry jam. I go for it. That's amazing because I. Bridgie Quinn's raspberry jam. Yeah. Yeah. I must call up the Bridgie for some jam. I'm getting shivers here. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm kind of in line with you boys. Why not going with the- down the digestive route? Um, We've all gone digestive. Yeah, I but never no, would have guessed that now. I'm going milk chocolate hobnob. Oh yeah, no. Oh, yeah. That's like a meal in itself. The, hobnob, yeah, but the massive. dunk time is is so important with a hobnob because if you dunk too long, the oatiness of the hobnob falls yeah, apart. Yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a light dunk it's and like, bite. It's like porridgey tea if you leave it yeah. too long. It's it's like you know when uh, join your young lad and you're, you can't get the right, but you can dip it in for a second. That's what you're going for. That's the, that's the look you're going for. No lads, we've had perfect mug of tea, perfect bits of water tea. Not tea related. What is the perfect sandwich? On top. Perfect sandwich. Uh, Lads, you're getting this for free. Like you should be paying for this content. Uh, <laughs> so uh, five, five pounds a month. So I'm actually not going to answer that question because uh, I think it's rubbish, right? <laughs> So, instead, right, I'm going to talk about Bally Brack FC. 
Hold on a second. And the lunch we had today, and you missed a golden opportunity. No, no, I, no, no, I hate sandwiches. No. A ciabatta counts as a sandwich. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. No. We get some, actually, in our jobs, we get some muck sandwiches. Oh, we get horrible sandwiches. Yeah. Wait a minute, bring them back to Paddy Brown. <laughs> right? Be careful now with, like, legal implications. No, right, so those, those of you who don't know, right, there's a team in Ireland playing in the Leinster... Leinster Senior Football League. Soccer League. Soccer League, right. And uh, they pronounced that uh, one of their teammates had died, tragically died, in order to call off a football game. Right? (laughs) But he just moved to Galway. (laughs) But he he just moved to Galway. DJ, what what are your thoughts on this guy? So basically it's like a Spanish lad who was really good that played from a couple of months and they were like near the top of the league and uh, they were playing the lads that were also near the top of the league and basically they only had 11 they went training on the tours only had 11 available players to play manager said I'll box it off don't worry text went into the whatsapp group game is off the weekend don't worry about it lads by the Monday there was like Newspaper articles about this player who had apparently died on his way back from his training session. Fernando. Your man played, Fernando played from for two months and then because of work or college or something had to move to Galway which is like the opposite side of the country, didn't play from anymore. So your man just completely took the piss like, you know, the manager. What an absolute bosey. Big Dave Quinn, what's your favourite sandwich? <laughs> Apart from a bit of Iberico ham and a bit of Manchego cheese, uh, just keep keeping with the keeping with the Spanish theme. No, my favorite sandwich. Unfortunately, I'm I'm bringing it back to my mum all the time. Uh, so we we have a we have a salad garden in our in our house, uh, and uh, every spring come summer we we have our own lettuce, tomatoes, onions, and it actually has to be a salad sandwich with salad cream, but the bread is the key thing here. So there's a few bakeries around town that we we um, we we buy our bread from. It's Hickey's on Barrack Street. We get the turnover loaf, which is phenomenal. Or Barron's in the west of the county, and they do another phenomenal uh, bit of like a sliced pa- unsliced pan. But it's the bread I think that makes it. It's white, white, yeah. And and the crust on it is just the most chewy, flavoursome. Kind of slightly burnt, yeah, yeah, and it's got that texture, that flavour. It's phenomenal. So what, what, when, when you said, yeah, exactly. When you said sandwich, that's exactly where my mind went to. It was summer light sam- salad sandwiches with a bit of salad cream, a bit of uh, like coarse sea salt uh, chopped or spread over that finely chopped salad. But then, obviously, I meet you boys. Uh, on a regular basis on a Thursday for what you should have said was the best midweek sandwich in Waterford and that's the Arkeen roast beef ciabatta with gra- with uh, gravy and a dry slaw and uh, my god I'd eat, the, I'd eat the paper that it comes in I would too, yeah. yeah. I'm fucking salivating. Right, actually, right, I'll go back. I probably should have said that, right, but... That's your, now that you're talking about salad sandwich, that is, my mum makes this fucking salad combination. Literally, Brennan's bread, like, you know? There's like, all right? Like, there's some sort of, I don't know what she does with the salt and pepper in the thing, like, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. simplicity is key. Literally, like, fucks, and it's not even like, you know, uh, it's not even like peppercorn, like ground peppercorns. It's that, you know, that really, really fine brown pepper, like, as in. The one you, you, you tip on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That you tip onto your oxtail soup, like. Sacks of pepper, right? And fucking sacks of salt, right? Just fucked into this thing, oh, and like Jesus, I haven't eaten nothing since like, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like Hellman's mayo, just fucked into this thing, like. But boy, Christ, is it fucking? Oh, you delicious. missed your, you missed your chance. Give it up now, <laughs> Geraldine. I'll be all for a sandwich during the week. <laughs> fucking Simon Cahoon. Ideal sandwich. Uh, Mrs. C does an unbelievable bacon sandwich. I don't get them as much as I used to now. I think uh, once we got married, you kind of 
switched off with a bacon sandwich, you know, <laughs> took, took it took it easy. Uh, if you're listening, Annie, then I'd love a bacon sandwich. <laughs> that's all right. Um, something a bit special about about the way she does them, though. It's a uh, smoked back bacon. Uh, it's lettuce, a little bit of fresh tomato, ballymaloo relish, uh, obviously. Uh, so she'd go with um, uh, like a fresh baguette. We used to live down by uh, uh, Waitrose and a Marks and Spencer's food hall. So we spend a lot of... In London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spend a fortune. Like, um, so you'd get like a... These days if we're doing it, we'd, we'd get a nice warm one from, from our keen. Do you know they do those like... Um, I can't remember what they call them. It's not... It's, not, like, it's almost like a ciabatta, but it's... Yeah, like, yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's kind of like, yeah, anyway, then. So, like, warm warm from the shop rather than toasted. A uh, bit of mayonnaise, bit of ballymaloo, salad, bacon. But again, like you say, it's, it's, it's how you use the salt. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit special. It's a but Simon, you also do an amazing, um, like, ham and cheese toasty on the... Yeah, like, it's, yeah, I've never yeah. seen a ham and cheese toasty made, like... Yeah, you make it. Yeah, so it's revolutionary. You know, I, I'm not going to take the credit like, for this. Almost saying it's a rubbish question, but it's actually there's so much goes into it. Like, that's it's a rubbish question. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't think so. We I might all be answering it. I but could talk I, for sandwiches for days. <laughs> I love the sandwiches. The uh, I'm not going to take credit for that sambo you're talking about now. That's another Mrs. Mrs. C special, and I consider talking about that. So it's white bread, uh, simple simple white loaf like Brennan's or something something similar. Butter on the outside. Butter uh, on the outside for a toasty is a must. Yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. Uh, again, a bit of a bit of relish and a bit of mayo, uh, a kind of a medium cheddar and a, and a, a nice smoked ham normally. Um, depending on the mood and who's eating it, you might put in a little bit of something like a bit of fresh onion or a bit of tomato or something yeah. like that. But keeping it simple is normally the way, especially with the kids in the house. And then on the frying pan with the. Uh, the way she does it now, she takes like a heavy lid, turns it upside down, and sticks it on top there for weight, yeah. and just kind of kind of seared off. Sat down, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Keeps it's oh. like sears it off on a pan. It comes out sensational. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. all over that. Crusty I, on the outside, soft on the inside. I've got a good few things that I need to rattle through quickly. First of all, went to meet Mrs. C oh, and Simon. Avocado and the bacon one earlier as well. Avocado and the bacon one, Grant. I went to <laughs> Simon and Mrs. C's house for lunch once this year, and Mrs. C made a smoked salmon bagel that was absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. like, I'm salivating thinking about it. Billy Burke's salmon. Um, also, on a previous episode, I spoke about my grandmother's brown bread. She does an open brown bread sandwich with cheese, tomato, and coleslaw. It's so simple but so effective. A ladder butter on the brown bread, layer of cheese, layer of tomato, layer of coleslaw. I fucking eat that shit for dinner. But my favourite sandwich of all time has to be is a grinder white bread. They're the big, they're the grinder white bread, the big, the big long slices you can oh, get. Like a gay sex <laughs> it is, but it's also a type of it's also a type of bread. It's not related, as far as I know. Uh, I might be changing my bread choice, <laughs> but it's a, it's, it's a grinder white bread um, for the sandwich, and then two things, right? Uh, it's a block of cheese cut into fine slices, layered on first slice, and then it's cheese and onion potatoes on top of that. Another slice of white grinder, again not a gay app, and you just fucking chow down on that. Oh, chow- this is gay app. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the potato is a, a phenomenal choice. Uh, add, that crunch, add that crunchiness to any sandwich; it yeah, just makes yeah. it. And no one's mentioned a Chris Blau. I sat here in Waterford. No one's mentioned a Chris Blau. Chris Blau, like Blau's are amazing, but I don't. Like, Chris, Chris, crisps have to be in a white bread, not a Blau. Actually, uh, two two quick points there on on sandwiches. Over college, uh, if uh, if we were actually like fucking ravenous, we come home, we have the slicer, like because we lived on like white sliced pan. Packet of crisp butter, crisps in that, and like you'd eat that while you're making your dinner. But also, when I moved to college first, I couldn't even I couldn't even boil a potato because I was unfortunately I was mommy. I was mommy at home, but also at school where we were given like freaking breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and uh, like it just it wasn't anything that I ever even thought of. But anyway, it was uh, super noodle sandwiches. It was <laughs> unbelievable chicken flavor. Two slices of white bread, uh, butter, bo- boil, boiled chicken flavored super noodles, slap it in the middle, and you have an unbelievable meal. Oh, God, <laughs> nice, I'm actually fucking salivating. I'm going home after this, I'm going to have about eight slices of Brennan's toast with like, just butter. That's a great question. Yeah. Oh, listen, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I've got something to say. 
They thought Fernando was brown bread, but actually he just moved to Galway. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for a while. I know, I know, the listeners need to know where Simon is, well, who Simon is. Listen, lads, this has been a fucking phenomenal episode of Snowcast. Delighted to have it here in Tully's. Like, it's been too long, we should have been here earlier, but lads, Tully's have looked after us really well. Uh, we're out here in the back. There's been, the, the boys are playing some great tunes inside. We're going to go in and have a listen and a pint now. Thanks for listening. Uh, like, follow this, and subscribe. Love and you, lads. And the sandwich, sandwich question was amazing, lads. I, I think I, I, I might, I might jib on one week and just do my own episode on sandwiches. <laughs> Listen, lads, this has been another episode of Snowcast, episode fifteen. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Long live the Snowcast. Viva the Snowcast. On, on Snowcast, good job. Thanks, lads. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.